Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Sean Hubbard. Sean has worked with clients such as Under Armour, Red Bull, the New York Knicks, the NFL, and the New York Times, to name a few. He is the current team photographer for the Baltimore Ravens, as well as working with the new XFL Football League, uh, to name a few. Uh, in this interview, I speak to Sean about how he got into photography, um, some of his experiences uh, being a team photographer for the Baltimore Ravens, how that kind of relationships works, as well as his experience shooting Super Bowls, and much, much more. Uh, Sean's a really talented photographer, so I was really excited to get a chance to speak with him. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, uh, Sean Hubbard, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, excited to talk to you. We've been kind of going back and forth for a little while, and I've been following your work, so I was kind of excited to kind of hear more about your experience in the photography world and everything. Um, but I guess to kind of start off, I was kind of curious, like, where you grew up and, like, how you kind of got into photography initially. Sure. Well, uh, I was born in Baltimore, uh, and fairly soon thereafter moved into the suburbs. Um, and, um, yeah, my first entry into photography was in high school, uh, just cause it was kind of a, you know, a class you had to take. Yeah. I was always involved in the arts growing up, um, you know, drawing, painting, stuff like that. Um, when I took photography in high school, it was, you know, black and white dark room, uh, Photoshop was, I don't remember which version, but it was very, very early on um so we had just kind of started to get into that and you know it was it was something that sort of like came naturally to me and i liked um but never really saw it more you know than anything as just sort of like something fun to do yeah um when uh you know when it came time to figure out what i was going to do in college um you know my my mom was sort of the free spirit artist of the family who never pursued any of her real passions in life because yeah. her parents, you know, told her to do something practical. So she was always my driving force That's creatively awesome. saying, you know, do whatever you want to do. Um, my dad was more the practical one, you know, what about business and, and what about that? And, and so, um, you know, I, I never really knew anything about anything, but I decided that somehow landed on graphic design was going to be my way to sort of, you know, be able to use artistic ability, yeah. uh, but, you know, maybe not be like a starving artist and be able to have some sort of security, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I thought that was going to be my path. Um, when I, uh, applied for school, basically in that major, you do like a two year program, uh, and then you transfer, I went to Penn state university and basically you would have a two year prerequisite program and then you have to apply to the major. Well, I applied to the major and didn't get in and I was like, okay, well, I just need to try again. So, um, they allow you to, to do it, I think twice. And, um, I applied again and didn't get in again. Damn. So I was like, shit, uh, what do I do now? Um, <laughs> like I have no other skills. <laughs> um, but you know, I had taken, um, some photography classes, um, as electives or whatever. And, again, like really enjoyed it. And it kind of, I did, I did well at it. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll be a photographer cause, uh, I'm certainly not going to be a mathematician. So, yeah. um, yeah, at that point, um, I, I didn't do the traditional photography major. Um, I did what was called integrative arts, which basically allowed me to sort of pick and choose, um, what I wanted to do, uh, while taking most of the classes a photography major would take but not having to take some of the other ones for, for whatever reason, me and like econ two didn't jive too well. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> got out of taking that. And, um, <laughs> so I was exposed to a lot of photography classes. It kind of um, seems, it kind of seems good. You kind of got to pick your kind of path. It, it seemed like pretty like open. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like I, I'm, I've, I, I love where I've ended up in life. So like, I, I never try to play the, if I could do things all over again game, yeah. you know, I think it delayed, I think it delayed if I, if I was ultimately going to become a photographer, I think it maybe it delayed that path a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I figured things out more of the, uh, fake it till you make it and just learning the hard way, which I think maybe has value too. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it, um, it, it worked out well, uh, got me through college and, um, on to what was next. 
And when you kind of first, you kind of mentioned it, like when you're in high school and shooting, you say you kind of had the first edition of Photoshop. Was like Photoshop and retouching, did you kind of enjoy that from the get-go? Because I was looking at your Instagram, and I'll post it. Your Halloween card with your family this year oh. is fucking amazing, dude. Uh, it was so awesome. Uh, but like, was the photo- have you always enjoyed like Photoshop and retouching, like when, even when you first started, or not when I first started? It was you know when the, you know the, like the just to put it in perspective, like the level of Photoshop I was doing in high school was like mm-hmm. you know we would took like I I mean I remember like I took like a black and white photo of like a Windex bottle and we colored it, and then one was like you know, cloning out like an ape in this jungle scene of a picture that I didn't take. Like, so it was very, it was very minimal. Yeah. Um, but what got me into retouching, which is sort of like jumping ahead a little bit in my career path yeah. was, um, you know, right out of college I started, so I didn't have a traditional come up in photography as a lot, a, a lot of other people. Um, you know, I didn't have, you know, because I didn't do a traditional path in, um, photography in college, I didn't do like, history of photography so like i didn't really learn about like a lot of photographers that sort of paved the way before me until until way later yeah um so anyway so i I started working for a photography company uh doing doing some like photo cleanup uh and stuff you know basically cleaning up other photographers mistakes and so yeah i mean i learned i learned um very basic stuff you know uh sort of on the job and then became more like into it with my own work and it's just something that's developed like over time but yeah the back to what you're saying the, my, my halloween portrait has become this uh traditional thing that we do oh, really? every year that it's yeah it's like i started it like even like before we had kids like um I, my wife and i would do these crazy uh christmas cards uh always like very heavily photoshopped and you know uh it became this thing so it was like i was like so excited once we started having kids like I mean, I can't wait to start doing this, like our family thing. And then it's, I I think like, you know, like this year it almost broke me because it's, it's like, it's so much, um, you know, obviously like I, like I would love everyone to enjoy the process, but because of the nature of it, like, you know, the kids, I get like 30 seconds with them. And of course I have these grand ideas. And then like my, my son's like standing in front of a backdrop in our garage. like, and like, after like two pictures, he's like, are are we done? And I'm like, yeah, "Uh, no buddy. We're not, we're not done yet. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that that I, I thought it was I enjoy yeah, it was it was great. Stuff like that, yeah. It was great because I actually looked at it and at first I was like, oh, is this like an ad for like a Disney movie? Because that's like how high quality it was. <laughs> but I think I think it this like it's like a, a really smart thing to do because like when you're working as a like professional creative, like everything you're putting out, like you it has to be like top notch. Like your promos have to be top notch. Everything you're sending is just like it just kinda shows even though it's just it's like your family card, it's not like a client or anything. I think your other clients can look at it and be like, Wow, look at the skill set he has and he can utilize it if he needs to, you know? Right, yeah, you know, and I, I do like I I think it definitely has value there. Um and it's definitely something to break up. You know, my, my Instagram feed is has sort of evolved over over years and it used to be very iPhone focused and that's only who I followed. And I, and I held that in very high regard and because that was, that you know, a skill set in its own. And then, and then, you know, once I realized kind of the marketing tool of Instagram and being able to use that as a portfolio and it's way easier to update than sort of like your website, um, I started treating it a little differently. So yeah, the holiday photos, um, you know, I, 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 my wife will tell you that I tend to like, you know, overdo everything. So I, I only, uh, I'm a uh, that is no different. So I enjoy trying to like come up with something new every year, and yeah, um, it's a fun challenge. No, nah, it's cool, man. And like when you're like even in college, like what kind of stuff were you shooting? Was it always like was sports always your interest? Because like looking at your work, it's it's obviously it's not all sports, but a lot of it is. Uh, was that kind of always your interest from the get go, pretty much? No, not at all. Actually, <laughs> there. Um, so I played sports in college. Um, so that was, you know, my foray into sports. I really, I played uh, rugby and uh, what I was shooting was aside from, you know, I did shoot some pictures of like guys on the team and, you know, like one year, like I got hurt and they, we went to Sweet 16 out, out West and I just went and documented that. Uh, but yeah, my college experience with photography was very low level. Um, I just wasn't really focused on it. You know, I, I you know, again, like I, I don't play the if I could do it all over again game, but you know, I was focused on 
playing rugby. Uh, I lived in the rugby house. I played, uh, you know, my friends were rugby players. So like I wasn't in a environment that fostered the arts. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wish I had maybe put a little more effort in, into what I was doing in college, but yeah, my portfolio was like, just kind of like assignments. Like, you know, like my, my uh, PSA resistance was like spending like two days out in a graveyard or not a graveyard, a, um, a junkyard, you know, yeah. and just like shooting still life stuff. And, and, um, so yeah, it was very sort of like entry level archy stuff. And, um, I didn't have, I look at, I look at, you know, kids that are coming out of college now and shooting sports, like people that, are, that, that DM me and email me wanting to be interns and stuff like that. And I'm like, if you only knew like how much a better photographer you are uh, than I was at, at that point, and like the stuff that they've shot, like yeah. guys that have shot, you know, that shoot for college national championships and stuff like that. I mean, I was just like shooting like, you know, my roommate, like, uh, you know, it was, it was just crazy, you know. So I, I'm thankful that I've been able to come a long way. But yeah, I wasn't shooting any sports really. In college, um, we had the opportunity, I think, to, to to photograph like Penn State football games. But because I played rugby, like there was always a conflict because I was actually doing that. So yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't until I got out of college that I started um, shooting sports. What kind of stuff were you shooting? Was it? Did you feel like? Do you ever feel like you kind of have to like create a niche for yourself, or like what kind of made you kind of start shooting more sports? You think, like you said, once you got out of college, was this kind of your interest, pretty much? No. So like, so like my very untraditional path, um, basically, you know, right after, you know, even, even coming out of college with like a lot of, you know, um, you know, I, was, I loved photography. I, I, I was going to be a photographer, but I didn't really know what that meant. Like I always thought like, yeah. well, I'm just going to go work for a photography company and, and that's how I'm going to make a living. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know? So, um, like, Right out of school, um, I answered an ad in the newspaper, which sort of will date you uh, <laughs> to that period of time. But uh, it was like for like a studio photographer. So, you know, I had like my um, my college portfolio, whatever it was in at the time. And uh, basically I showed up and it was one of those like youth sports league type places that they had like a senior portrait studio there. Yeah, yeah. They did school photos and I was like, Oh my God, what have I just walked into? Like, <laughs> like, isn't anyone going to ask to see my portfolio? Like, like, no, everyone was hired because like, yeah. they just were desperate and needed for people to work there. So I was like, well, I was like, I'll, gi I'll give it a shot and maybe I can be like a studio photographer. And uh, I was again, it was like two weeks out of school. Like I started getting a paycheck and I'm like, that's fine. And, um, so yeah, so I, you know, started shooting like, uh, youth sports, you know, like tournaments and shooting action photos and, Team, team, team photos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's how I cut my chops yeah. <laughs> in the photography world, and um, uh, that's how I got into shooting sports. No, that's awesome, man. I think it's like good to hear because like everyone like looking at your work, you're shooting like the biggest athletes in the world now, like all these different like professional athletes and stuff. But it's kind of interesting to hear you started from the bottom because I think I remember uh, that legendary photographer Arnold Newman. I believe he like started working at like one of those like mall photo studios, like at JC Penny or something. So it's just kind of, yeah. it's really interesting to kind of hear the progression. Um, uh, like how did you kind of start, did you start like, uh, start thinking more of like what you wanted to do after that? Like, did you kind of have any goals? Like when did you kind of start looking at like commercial photography and trying to shoot for like these big clients like you work for now? Yeah, it was, it, you know, it was like, it was during that time, um, you know, obviously like, there's, there's kind of like, I think two divisions, you know, in the work that I do, it's like the traditional, uh, like sports documentary action type stuff. And then there's the portrait and commercial side. And, and I started sort of finding photographers, um, that I really liked in both genres. And, you know, again, I still didn't know, like, you know, I, I think at some point I realized that like, I wasn't going to work for like a photography company. Cause that really, that notion is like laughable now yeah. that I even thought that was like a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was like, okay, like, you know, I didn't really know, I didn't have resources at the time to like figure out like how I was going to, how I was going to make it, what I was going to do. And you know, like a lot of people, you know, they'll go assist. Well, I was already working like 60 hours a week at this job. And I was like, well, yeah. that like, you know, I went through a period of time that was really frustrating because, like, you know, I was like, I was making a living, um, but I was, and I was working so much that, you know, like my creative juices were just dried up. Like the last thing I wanted to do yep. after working like a crazy week was to like 
pick up a camera and, and even be able to like, you know, have the time to think about like personal projects or, you know, stuff, stuff like that. So, um, but I think, I think slowly, um, you know, I, I knew that, you know, I had to make a change and I, and I was interested in other stuff and sort of the segue in the next part of my career was, um, I had, you know, I started doing a little bit of freelance work and I use that term lightly cause it was very low level work again, but it was, it was like, I was just proud of myself that I was doing mm. something different. And then, um, I was shooting, um, uh, a youth football tournament at like the Maryland state championships in that were being played in Raven stadium. Yeah. And it was basically just like, you fill up, you know, we're shooting like game after game after game. And the, the, the end product is like, you know, you put the pictures online and some to the parents. Well, um, I had been there all day and I like, I saw this guy on the other side of the field and, uh, it was like this big, like football player looking guy. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure like there wouldn't be a Ravens player. I think it was like, you know, like they run our away game and I didn't even really follow the Ravens at that time. But, um, I walked over there and I was like, Oh man, like that is my buddy Timon from college. Like, um, and we were, you know, we were best friends. We were acquaintances. He, he played football and I played rugby. And at some point, like he was going to come play rugby. He had done, been done playing football. And so we, we kind of, he'd come to a couple parties or whatever. And, um, so I was like, Hey man, what's up? What's going on? He's like, Oh, I'm, I'm the, here I'm the youth marketing coordinator for the Ravens. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm taking pictures of these little kids. Yeah. Um, and he was like, Oh wow, man. He's like, well, you know, like we're always, you know, we have like a team photographer that shoots games, but you know, pretty much like anything here at the stadium, you know, the Ravens are involved in, we have like a youth initiative thing and, and, um, you know, would you be interested in, you know, show me your portfolio? And, and I was like, Oh yeah, portfolio. I totally have that. Um, sure. Um, but yeah, I was like, and he's like, you know, send me your resume. I was like, Oh, I have that too. Totally. I'm not lying. Um, so I went home, made a portfolio, made a resume. Um, so, well, that's not really true. I, I didn't have a portfolio, you know, like I'd been shooting these youth sports. So like, yeah. to me, it felt like I didn't have anything like that was like worth showing. So like, yeah. um, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be real. So like I, I made him a portfolio of images that I had shot that day mm-hmm. at Raven stadium, like little kids, like the Columbia Ravens and little Ravens cheerleaders. And I was like, okay. I was like, you know, like they're either going to appreciate it for what it is, or they're going to, you know, he's going to laugh at me. Yeah. And, um, so I sent him that and he was like, and oh, I actually made him like a box of prints. I was like, you know, this is, you know, still back in like 2006, 2007. Um, and I was like, you know, like, we'll see what happens. So like my hopes were definitely low though. So, um, it was like a couple of days or we went by and he was like, dude, he was like, I've been passing these prints out to like everyone in the marketing department. They're like, who's, who is this? It's like, why is this person working for us? Like, yeah. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, they, um, I, you know, they started kind of trying me out, like hiring me at like some of these youth events that they do like a youth football camp, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it kind of, kind of just snowballed from there. That's actually really smart because, like, like you said, like you said, you didn't really have a portfolio, so you just sent them those photos from that day. And I would guess it probably actually worked in your favor to actually because clients only care about photos that they can use for what they need. You know, I bet it. I feel like it, I don't know. This is guessing, but like if you sent them some photos from like something that wasn't related to the program that they actually utilize, you know, they probably wouldn't care as much. So it's kind of it's pretty smart. You kind of sent them those photos from the actual program that day, you know? Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely something to that. And I think even back then, like, um, you know, they made the comment, you know, like the, the you know, like the photographer at the time, like wasn't really shooting the stuff that I was shooting. Cause I, I think even then, you know, I was shooting, you know, moments on the side, like portraits of the kids on the sideline, like little sweaty kid, like through the helmet, you know, face mask and, and obviously trying to shoot action. But, but even then I was like, um, I was like, following like after the kid like got yelled at by his coach like following him over the to the bench and like shooting those moments like they, those just really stuck out to me mm-hmm. so um i think just because i guess at the time they weren't they weren't the ravens were really getting that kind of stuff that 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 spoke to them sort of in the bigger picture as well so that's cool. um definitely worked in my favor and was like working freelance was that ever even something you really thought about much and like once you kind of started doing it did, did you enjoy it or what was kind of your first step in the freelance world because it, it is yeah for sure i mean that like that i mean that was it like that i mean like 
Yeah, like I, that was working for the Ravens was one of my biggest steps into the, the freelance world. I mean, it had been very small jobs you know, up until then. So, I mean, at the, you know, I knew like at the time, like I, I didn't enjoy the, the, you know, working for the company that I was working for. Mm-hmm. And um, just because, you know, like I, I think had creative aspirations like way beyond that. And I was in a box. Like I was like, yep. you know, like w- what I needed to accomplish was way below what my, my, you know, inspirations were. And, you know, that's eventually why I ended up, you know, uh, leaving that company. Um, you know, so for about two years, like I was still doing Raven stuff and still working for this company because again, it was just like hard for me to let go of like, the Definitely. and yeah, I mean, eventually I got, I got fired from the job because, you know, I think I cared more about what I was doing than the owners of the company. And, they didn't really enjoy, let's say, the feedback that I was giving them about how they could do things yeah. better. Yeah, they, and the, so it was a great, it was a, gr- it was like the best thing that ever happened to me because it was like, and it was like the worst time to be a freelancer. It was like 2007 or no, sorry, 2009 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like when the recession hit, and I mean, I remember getting, you know, I was uh, out to like lunch with like my my girlfriend who's now my wife, and they were just like. You know, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you don't come in on Monday. Damn. I was like, Hmm. I was like, I mean, I'd been there for four years. So I was like, yeah, okay, well that's, that's kind of a dick move. But, yeah. but at the same time, it was like, it was like what I needed. It was like the kick, yeah. uh, in the ass that I needed to be like, okay, man, like you're on your own now. Like let's freaking do it. Like now all the excuses you have about like working 60 hours a week or more or whatever, like not having time, like now you got all the time in the world. So like, and, and really like that was, that was it. Like, that's what I needed. I needed time to like, you know, be able to think about, you know, marketing and, and what I really wanted to do and pursuing certain stuff. So it it was literally the best thing that's ever happened in my career. Yeah, it's a really tough thing. And I think probably a lot of people listening, they, people struggle with the same thing because it's like going from like having a full-time job because I've had that before and then jumping into freelance. It's not it's not like this overnight thing usually for people. It's a very gradual thing. Was that like kind of like when you kind of jump from being like a nine to five guy working at a company um, and you're switching into freelance, was that kind of like a stressful period for you or did you kind of adjust pretty quickly to working on your own and kind of having to this make stuff happen? You think? Yeah. I mean, I think I adjusted pretty well just cause I was, I felt so liberated, you know, like, yeah. um, um, I had saved up money, so it wasn't like it wasn't like I was broke, you know. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was like the perfect recipe for taking that next step. And obviously, sure, like, were there there lean times? Like, yeah, there's <laughs> still lean times, you know. Like, yeah. But that's I think you know that's what motivates me to work harder. You know, like I don't know, like you know, you could sit and complain about yeah. not getting work or whatever. The next person's getting the job, but you yeah. know, that's not gonna that's not gonna help you out. Like. Yeah, I've always used that as motivation and and found time to figure out what I'm going to do next. Yeah, no doubt, man. I feel the same way. It's just like even those lean times, that's when it's just kind of like you get down to nitty-gritty. That's the exciting thing. It's working for yourself. It's like endless. Whatever you put into it, you can get back, you know? it's a, and Sure. If, if you work harder, you never know what can happen. So that's quite exciting work for yourself. Um, but when you start working for the Ravens, I've always kind of been curious how that works because, like, I think – uh, I was looking at your Twitter. Uh, you've been like the team photographer for the Baltimore Ravens for a while now. Um, how, how does that like relationship work? Is it like is it like a full time job? Are you still like an independent contractor when you work with like a professional team like this, or how does that kind of work? Well, it's definitely different. I think uh, for different sports, different teams. I am an independent contractor. I've always been that way. Mm. Um, when I, you know, when I first started, it's not, you know, like when I first started with them, it's not like I was the team photographer. Like I, I, you know, I was just like another guy, like shooting different stuff. Yeah. You know, they had had a team photographer that was in place for a long time. And, and I, um, so yeah, I was like the marketing photographer for a little while. Um, I was still like, basically, you know, I, when I started shooting for them, I was like kind of in the, in an off season, uh, period. So I was like shooting like a few events, like cheerleading tryouts, a few things in the off season. And then I was shooting, you know, training camp. And, and basically I was shooting like, you know, marketing photos. Like that's what they saw in my work. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. the pageantry of everything that was going on. Um, so yeah, that, that, um, continued on. Uh, and then, you know, my responsibilities just kind of kept growing and growing, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's contract work. So I'm, you know, 
I guess after maybe, I don't know, I don't know if it was like an exact period of time, but I went, you know, three or four years maybe of just being like the marketing photographer to being just like, they kind of made everyone that was shooting their team photographer. And, um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I think when I first started working there, I thought like, um, oh, eventually this is going to be full time and that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I realized like pretty quickly that like that was probably never going to happen. Like the photographer who's still there now who was working, like I, you know, I had always imagined like, oh, he's like the full time guy, but, um, the Ravens don't have any full time on staff, you know, photography or, or, or department related photography, um, other than like, you know, social media people and, and graphic designers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the other photographer was also like the director of photography for the Naval Academy, which was like his main thing. So I was like, Oh, so like, okay, like this is not going to ever be a full-time thing. So I need to make sure that, you know, I'm not just relying on this because I mean, it's, it's not enough to make a living just shooting for them. So I I was knew that I had to kind of have this other thing going. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think really just, it's worked out well for me, uh, just, just knowing me and my personality type and, you know, I'm, (laughs) I, I sort of like don't have just one singular interest in life or in work or whatever. So like it's, it's allowed me to do a thing that I like a lot. Um, and then do other things that I also like a lot that are different and then satisfy like a different craving. So, um, it's worked out well in that regard. No, that's interesting. So like when the season's going on, like in that five to six month period where, where they're playing, it might be preseason, the regular season, the postseason. are, are you basically like, uh, like on a contract with them, like where you have to be available or is it, is it kind of this like any freelance uh, client you might have where it's like, Hey, if I'm available, I can shoot this. If not, I'm already booked or like, how does that kind of relationship work pretty much during the. the... It's yeah. It's, it's, I would say it's somewhere in between that. Um, it's, you know, I don't, um, just say like, you know, like I'm, I'm available at your beck and call unless it's like, I know obviously common sense tells me that, I know when the games are going to be during the season. Mm. Um, and I know that we have a couple other big events throughout the year that I, you know, I certainly try to make available. So like, I'm, you know, like I know I'm not going to book any jobs, you know, before the NFL schedule comes out, like I wouldn't book jobs that are going to, I know are going to could potentially fall on, you know, game days. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, obviously like there's still a big part of what I do, so I, they, they certainly have like first priority no doubt. and so I try to make, I try to make myself available. Um, and then, but then obviously like other jobs come up and, you know, I have, there's certain opportunities that are too good to pass up. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I still would avoid anything that was related to like a game day or anything like big, but like there's certainly been times when, you know, I've been booked, you know, for a smaller job and then, you know, with the Ravens and then another really great opportunity has come up and I've talked to them like, Hey, explain them the situation and there hasn't been a time where we haven't been able to work it out there. Like they understand the situation, they understand that I'm supporting a family and, and I need to, you know, kind of have my hands in yeah. multiple pockets to, to do that. So, um, it's worked out well. No, that's interesting. And I guess these days when you're, when you're shooting for them, um, like what are your kind of responsibilities? What kind of stuff are you shooting for them? Uh, these days, is it, um, cause looking at your site, you get some really good access to locker room stuff and then it looks like you're shooting the game stuff. Um, but what kind of stuff are you kind of handling these days for them? Uh, usually. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like my bread and butter. Like that's what I live for, you know, like that, mm-hmm. the photojournalistic documentary type stuff. Um, but you know, in, in order to do that, like I still shoot other events, you know, I still shoot like all, all the media day portraits, which I love. Yeah. Um, but I shoot like small events. Like I shoot like when a player like goes to a hospital to visit cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of stuff is kind of sprinkled in, um, so, um, yeah, it's a mixture of things. Like I, I, there are, you know, two other photographers that do regular work for them. Um, and so if, you know, if I'm, you know, not available for like a smaller job, then, you know, it gets, you know, handed, handed over to someone else or, you know, vice versa. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously like the, the stuff that I'm really passionate about, um, is the is the documentary? The, not I don't say action because I think that's not really the on-field action is not what I'm most passionate about. That's a part of the game. And I love that. Yeah, like the the behind the scenes, the documentary stuff, the emotional stuff. That's that's what I live for. So like, 
whatever I have to shoot that allows me that access to shoot, like, is great. <laughs> yeah, and, like, on a game day, like, are they giving you, like, a lot of art direction on, like, stuff they want or, like, how they want it, like, photographed? Or is it more kind of at this point they kind of trust you to document the game and kind of get some assets that they can use? Or how does that kind of work, I guess? Yeah, no, there's no art direction. And it's 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 very infrequent that there are – I mean, there I, I have game day responsibilities that – that most of my, you know, my shot list on game day is not revolved around like something to do with the game. It's like there, you know, there are marketing features and stuff like that before, during, after the game. Um, so that's really what's more on my shot list. Um, you know, maybe there's like a flyover during the anthem, but everything else is really like, I have sort of have the, the creative license to, you know, do what I want. Um, and you know, obviously I, I know like what the storylines are for the game. So that's, you know, I think that's important for me to, to know that uh, if someone's making their first start or if someone's playing against a rival team, things like that. Like, I think it's just more like they kind of expect me to know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but there's not a lot of like meddling in, in, what I, in what I need to do. I think, yeah, like, and even from the beginning, there wasn't a lot, Damn. Um, that's that's a dream client, yeah. man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, yeah, like it's great for for like the 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 game day stuff, like for sure. Like, yeah. um, and there are certain things like in it, you know, that 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 I get requested to do, and it, sometimes it's challenging when I'm, you know, because like I I want to cover what the team's doing, and for sure, um, yeah, it's it's great. You know, you just taking a trusted, um, I think, yeah, like that's what you work for, right? Like, you, when you have the trust of your client, I think it really makes your job fun and it really, you know, allows you to use your skills like to the highest level because you're not deviating for something else. You're just kind of just like letting it flow. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the other thing I was just kind of interested about, because like I said, looking at your photos, you, you have incredible access where you're, you're writing up in people's faces in the locker room and like everything and these kind of real intimate moments. Um, how, how does that kind of relationship with the players and the coaching staff, did it kind of take you like a few years to kind of build that trust in all these players? Or has it always just been kind of like this good from the get go? They're, they're welcoming to you kind of documenting all those like intimate moments pretty much? No, yeah, it, it it took a long time. Um, I mean, for the first, you know, few years that I was there, you know, like again, I was like the marketing guy. Like, felt like I didn't even step step foot in the locker room. I mean, it wasn't even really till closer to the you know the first Super Bowl under the 2012-2013 season that I I started, you know, being able to kind of venture in there because again, there was you know there was another photographer there who that was sort of his thing. And it was, you know, I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. And mm-hmm. um, so, um, yeah, it, it took a while for me to even to say like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then um, once you get in there, then, then you're kind of handling the whole thing. Like this is like the people want me here. Um, so yeah, I think like, so the, um, the first year that I shot for them was the last year of the previous coach. Uh, before the current coach John Harbaugh that's there now. Yeah. So I mean, I never even like the, my first year. You know, like didn't say a word to a player, didn't say a word to a coach because I was just like a peripheral guy, and it took you know it took a while to sort of kind of like work up to that. Yeah. Um, but like, um, yeah, the um, uh, coach Harbaugh. You know, I think initially was was weary about having access, and to some degree, still, you know, still is uh, for for video and some photo stuff. Um, so yeah, it took a while. Like one, I think I think that helped me early on is like when he, I forget exactly how long it was after he got signed, but like his his wife hired me to make portraits of their their family portraits. So like I went over to his house. Oh wow! You know, I photographed his wife and him and his daughter. So that was like you know instant street cred there. Um, you know, from from that kind of a perspective. And um, but even that, even that like you know like he's definitely a football guy, and like there were times where like you know, I got kicked out of huddles or like, he just didn't want anyone around. I'm like, got it. um, he's, you know, he's, he's very focused and intense when it comes to football. So it, you know, it, it took, it took time to get trust from him. And that's really, that's the most important thing I think is the coach because like everyone will go as the coach goes. Right. So like definitely the players, like 99% of the players, like they want to be photographed, right? Like they, like they want to be photographed. They want, they want to have pictures for their Instagram. Um, there's a few guys that, that don't, and you know who those guys are. You find out pretty quickly like, All right, and then, I'm... you know, you give, <laughs> yeah. you, you give those guys space, uh, if you want to like, you know, keep your life and your job. <laughs> um, but, but most, most guys like are comfortable with you there. And I think, 
you know, it's, it, that comes also from like how I conduct myself yeah. around them. Right. So like when I, you know, I, I'm not like the guy that's like coming up to them, slapping them five, like, what's up, man? What's up? What's going on? What'd you do this weekend? Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, like a fly on the wall. Like I show them respect when I'm, especially on a game day, you know, like, I don't do anything that would exhibit like fan type behavior. Right. So, yep. cause I want them to think of me as just somebody who's part of the team that that's not going to ask them for an autograph. That's, you know, like, um, so I, I hold that type of behavior in high regard as far as like how I act around them mm-hmm. and just being respectful and quiet and, um, just trying to, you know, just trying to be as subtle as I can. And, you know, that, t- you know, that typically, you know, bodes pretty well for, them kind of letting you into their world yeah no doubt it's like you're showing respect and you're you're just playing your role because at the end you're doing your job just like the guy who does the water or the equipment and everybody's just got their role pretty much right because football team's crazy because it's like football teams are so huge there's so many people and like it, that's got to be hard and they're constantly moving players get hurt new guys come up so on a day-to-day basis week to week you're, you're dealing with different personalities all the time i would imagine Totally. And then when you get, you know, when you get new guys, like you have to start that whole feeling out process, mm-hmm. um, you know, all over again. And, and, you know, it's like, it's the, of course, it's like, as soon as we, as soon as we get a new player, like, guess what pops up on the chat list? Well, photos of that guy. Well, you know, like part of me, like it's, it's a delicate balance because you want to like right off the bat, like you want it to be known that like, this is how I work, right? Like I'm not going to be the guy that just shoots from across the field. Like I want you to know, that like around here, like I have my 35 millimeter on and, and I'm going to be there. Yep. But at the same time, like you also don't want to overwhelm them right off the bat. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. this dance, right? So you do a little bit of both yep. so that they know what your intentions are. And, um, and you know, you just, common sense goes a long way, you know, like, um, I, I think if you just use a lot of common sense, you, you'll be, <laughs> you know, you'd be fine in this industry. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like, it's a little bit, of, a little bit of like, showing showing how i do things but also really respecting and not being overbearing and then and then over time like you you know pretty quickly like where you stand there and 99 and of the time like the guy's like hey man, i saw you taking pictures can i can i get a picture and like yeah sure yeah you, you send him some photos and um that sort of builds a relationship and um obviously there's points in the season where where you're able to build that report easier like you know when when we have you know like rookies that come in after the draft like we have like the rookies come in when they sign their contracts and I have like a portrait session. So, um, you know, I get to build rapport there yeah. and then we have like the media day. So by the time the season, you know, in training camp, so by the time like they know that, you know, the football stuff's going on, they know who I am. They know what I'm about. Yeah. You know, the guys obviously they get signed in mid season. The approach is a little bit different, but um, yeah. you figure it out along the way. No, it's interesting. And like, how does that, like, I was always just curious, like, when you're working for a team like that, you're an independent contractor. So like, do you own the rights to your photos? Like, if Nike wanted to license a photo of like Lamar Jackson or uh, any one of the players, are you allowed to do that? Or is it more just kind of like a work for hire situation within teams or? Yeah, it's a work for hire. And I'm, and I'm pretty, you know, that's how it was back when I first started. And I think at that time there was a, maybe like one or two guys that, that were like grandfathered into some crazy contract mm-hmm. that they actually own the rights. But I'm like 99% sure that doesn't exist anymore anywhere just because yeah. um, there's just too much money involved. No. Um, but Makes- yeah, so, so it is work for hire and they do own the rights, but um, I have had the opportunity to license images. It all has to go through, uh, first of all, the NFL uh, first, because mm-hmm. like they own technically own like the trademarks to the teams and then the teams own you know their stuff but wow. so it's got it's got to go through the, the proper channel which we've done that um you know like the first time i did that was when i don't know if you remember the movie the blind side about um football player named michael Orr. yeah yeah um but it was like yeah it's pretty yeah so so, so michael Orr, you know was drafted by the ravens and um so they came to me, or I can't, I can't remember if it was me independently or the Ravens, but asking to license a photo that I had taken of Michael, you know, running out of the tunnel, and they wanted to, you know, play it in the, you know, the ending credits of the of the game. So, mm. um, so we were able to do that. Um, so it, it it does happen on occasion, and uh, you know, we work out a deal where it's you know mutually beneficial to everyone. So, um, so yeah, I I, I do have some outlet for that. No, that's but it's smart. Kind of like like some some teams um license their images 
through like Getty or AP, mm-hmm. um, but the Ravens choose not to do that. So like they want exclusivity of everything that we take. So um, yeah, I don't have the opportunity to sort of like license it as far as to like a newswire. Yeah, it's still great. They allow you to use it for your own promotion, like on your website and Instagram. Because I, I mean, I have a friend. He shoots a ton of stuff for like uh, Beats One, the Apple like music or whatever. And he's shooting, mm-hmm. like, he's shooting like the biggest musicians in the world and like amazing portraits. But it's he, he, he can't use it. Yeah, he can't. Put, he can't even put it on his website. Like I see the yeah. stuff he shoots, and he can't even put it nowhere. So it, it it's like a give and take. But it is it's still great that they allow you to uh, use it for your own marketing. Because I, I would imagine getting the access you do, it's allowed you to open doors to like look at your client list. You've shot for like Under Armour, Red Bull, the New York Knicks. So it's like, it ends up turning into like a big promo piece for yourself pretty much. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even like early on, I mean like, yeah, like that, it definitely opened up some doors. It gives you instant credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, provided me a lot of opportunity. No, that's great. And, uh, I noticed you've, I think you've shot uh, a few Super Bowls at this point. Uh, I was kind of curious, like, what that experience is like and how, how how different it is versus, like, a regular season game, or is it different, or what's been your experience getting to photograph the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's 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 uh, in some ways the same, in some ways different. You know, I've had two two different experiences shooting the Super Bowl. So, like, my first Super Bowl ever was when the Ravens went uh, in 2013, and that was the the first time I had ever been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> so I was super green and um, learned a lot of things the hard way. But, you know, like, it was weird. Like, you you know, there's obviously a ton of buildup. And then, you know, like, once the game starts, it's like, oh, this is this is what I do, right? This is just a football game. Like, like yeah. you know, like, don't ever think it. Like, so I remember, I remember having that distinct feeling. But, yeah, so, like, when I covered that game, you know, it was me and our other, you know, one other photographer. So we covered that how we cover a normal game. It was very like I moved up and down the sidelines. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, like again, like rookie mistake, like didn't know that like people go there like you know three four days in advance and like mark a spot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I remember like I ended up like showing up like the day before like at a happenstance. I was like, oh crap! Like everyone's marked out their spot. Like, what am I gonna do? Um, so like yeah, like I found a spot and marked it, but like also like you know, like people mark off spots when they're working for agencies, when they have like eight people on the field and like everyone's in one spot. Like I, it was just me and our other photographer. So yeah. like we were still like had the room and move for the action. So, so that was very, very similar to how I normally cover a game. Um, I've been shooting the last, uh, the last five years I've shot for the official NFL photo team. And that experience was very much different. Uh, whereas, you know, there's, you know, 10 photographers. So basically like everyone's got, there, every, everyone's got a spot except like maybe two, I think maybe three people that roam. When I first started, you know, I was in one spot in the corner of the end zone the whole game. Um, and I was like, Hmm, I was like, <laughs> it was sort of like good and bad, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, initially it was like very frustrating because here I am like used to like going in the locker room and going on the field and yeah. getting this really like unique, intimate moments, you know, with like, you know, a wide angle lens and, and being able to tell that story. And then, and then having to just be like, okay, now I know what all the other photographers feel like at Ravens games when they can't get on the field. Like they shoot everything from the sideline and that's that was, a, it was, a, you know, it was a fun challenge. That's yeah. That's, um, when, that's when you really show your chops when you don't, you don't have, you, right. It's a real challenge. And that's like, that's when, that's when the pressure's on and it shows what you got. Right. Yeah. And then, but then there's also something that's kind of cool about that is because when you know that there's like six other photographers on the field, like, okay, I really like, I only have to be responsible for what happens like in my, my zone, right? Like I don't have to like, you know, cause when you're shooting by yourself, like yep. you want to make every picture of every play. And then, you know, like that, that took me a long time to realize like when I first started that, like, that's just not possible. Like football, it's impossible to shoot a great picture of every play as one person shooting a football game. Like it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, um, there's too many variables. It feels too big. So, so part of it was nice just knowing that like I had other guys that were great photographers that like, we're going to get anything else that was near them. I just needed to be responsible for what was near me. So yeah. that was definitely, um, you know, a cool part about it. And then like, you know, last year I got assigned to be a roamer. So I was kind of back to what I normally do, which was, was great. So, uh, 
I know it's it's fun to mix it up. Yeah, I, that's really interesting. Like I, I haven't really shot a lot of live sporting events, but I, I shot the PJ Championship last year, and it was really interesting to see. Uh, I saw the whole Getty team, which is like I think it was like ten photographers. They had yeah, they travel pretty thick, and it was just <laughs> really interesting to watch them work because they all have headsets and they're in constant communication with each other. So they'll be like following mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, and they're like, "Steve, where are you? Where are you?" And now it's like, oh, it like makes sense why they they get the cover of like sports illustrated and all these magazines over and over because they they literally cover every last square inch of whatever sporting event they're shooting you know yeah i mean i think i think if i had you know like my wish i think like that that is definitely you know like i i i play team sports like i definitely like like working with a team mm-hmm. especially with a team of people that like that you trust and that you know like like they got you covered like and i think that that's that's definitely the best way to get the picture. If you're not concerned with who's getting the picture, as long as your team gets it, like that's definitely the best, the best way to go about it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, because, you know, like if you're out there by yourself, like it's, it, it, it very easily can be overwhelming, but you try to do too much. And then you're like, you know, you end up just like overthinking things sometimes. So yeah. um, I think, and there's, I mean, I, I like, I like both environments. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cause like you said, football, like, I've always been amazed. Anybody can shoot football well, man. Like, like you said, the field is is so big, and you, you don't know where it's, where the action is going to be. So, like in the action regard, it's like it, it's very difficult to shoot. Well, for yeah, it's, I mean, it's like I, sometimes it's remarkable that you you walk away with like anything halfway <laughs> decent. Like the field's yeah. super huge. You have you know twenty guys in be- like they can run in between you and the person you're trying to shoot. Yeah. Um, referee, I have a collection of like shots of just like referees asses um <laughs> that like walk in your shot like there's there's just in, it's the most incredibly busy background you could ever want yeah. um you know so there's all these not to mention you know like some of the some of the plays just happen so quickly and yeah. uh it's you know it, it takes a long time uh to develop a skill to shoot action and like and if you've never looked down the barrel of a 400 or a 600 it's a whole different world you know it's not like yeah you know wielding or even like a 7200 is nothing like that it's a it's a very hyper focused point of view of this grand scale thing that's happening around you so it takes a long time um it's funny because um another a buddy of mine who i got a foot in the door uh with the ravens uh he's been shooting basically like when i started i started i was like shooting everything i was like out shooting fans on Ravens walk. I was shooting like yeah. when they put an advertisement up on the board, I had to shoot. I was like running around, you know, and, and then if I was done all that, I could shoot the game. Well, I've been fortunate over the past couple of years where they've, they've brought in other, another photographer to do that stuff. So I can focus more on just like the team and the game. Mm. And so he's, he's just kind of getting his feet wet more with like shooting action. And, just recently shooting with like a long glass, like 400. Yeah. And like, it was like after the first game, you know, like the next day or maybe it was that night, he was just like, he sent me a text. He was like, I suck. He's like, I suck. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm terrible. <laughs> and like, so, so we end up, you know, I, we ended up talking and he was like, yeah, you know, I just like, I couldn't, couldn't figure out what it was. And I was just like, I was behind. I was like, I was like, you really thought that you were just going to slap a 400 millimeter on your camera yeah. and that you were just going to like shoot this game. And like, you were just going to like make awesome pictures your first day. You like, you really <laughs> thought that, didn't you? It's like, uh, and I was like, it's it's like going from driving a Honda Civic to driving a, like a like an eighteen wheeler. Pretty much, I would like just... or like a jet or something. Yeah, it's like not even in the same vehicle family. <laughs> no, it, no, you know, like. But I was like, yeah, it's like now you have an ex- now you know like you know how challenging it is, and that you should not expect to be even remotely good for like years. I'm like, you know, I told him I was like, I've been doing this. This is like my thirteenth season shooting for the Ravens, and I'm like, I still like every game. I'm like damn it. Like, why didn't I do that better? Like I could have done this better. Like, I'm like, I'm just like, you know, like I still question myself, um, mm. at this stage in the game, it's a constant learning process and I'm constantly trying to be a step ahead and, you know, and better. And, and it takes a really long time to do that. Yeah, man. It's good to hear. And the other interesting thing about your work is like, obviously like we've been talking about the Ravens, but you shoot a lot of like really amazing portraiture. Like you'll do studio work and like, uh, like really nice lighting. Um, have you always been kind of interested in portraiture and kind of more of the produced shoots where you're kind of lighting stuff and setting up locations and things like that? Yeah, I think actually when I, you know, when I first started, like, um, that's more what I thought, you know, I was going to be doing, I was more interested in like, 
you know, when, when I started out, like I was look, I was, you know, we're looking at work for doctors like Joey, Joey L and like Dave Hill, the old, old Dave Hill, not new Dave Hill. Um, (laughs) although his, you know, his work now is great, but you know, you know, that look like, you know, Tim, Tim Tatter. Um, so like, that was like my first foray into like, uh, commercial photography and, and lighting. So like, I definitely had a love for portraiture and that kind of, you know, environment of portraiture, studio portraiture from an, from an early, you know, early on, like, I think even before, like, I started kind of finding the work of like great sports photographers, um, you know, kind of fell in love with, with that type of work first. Mm. And, and it's like, you do good, you do a good job of like balancing, like looking at your website because it's a really hard thing to do to have both like, like photojournalism style photos. And then also like having these like lit portraits, like, how do you kind of approach the editing process of like your portfolio and website? Because it is really hard thing to do. Did you ever feel like you needed to kind of have one niche or how do you kind of approach the editing, I guess? Yeah, I definitely have felt like that. And, you know, like for every, for every photographer that you see that focuses on one thing, does one thing really well and is really successful. Yeah. There's another photographer that does a lot of things that's really successful. So like I've been told, you know, by you know, both, both schools of thought, you know, it's like to specialize or to be diverse. And it's like, well, clearly there's both of these types of people making it in the world. And I, and I never, yeah. you know, only got focused on one thing. So I've always wanted to, sometimes at the detriment of people that have been like, you know, like mentoring me or helping me, like kind of fighting them, yep. you know, as far as like people are helping to get my portfolio together. Like I've definitely had some battles, like nah, I, I'm keeping that image. Like, I don't care. Like we'll make it work. Like, you know, because I think it shows like I, you know, like I, I have interest in, in, these, in multiple arenas and, um, you know, like, yeah, but you have to have balance, I think, or, you know, you've got to have enough of each to show it. Um, so it, that's been a process over year. you know, it's like, in, it's like, yeah, I'm going through that process again this year. Like, it's around the time when I start like trying to refine my mm-hmm. portfolio and, and what am I going to do this year? And, you know, am I going to eliminate this section and, and not? So it's like, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. And I don't know if there's any proven right or wrong way to do it because I think, uh, the photography history has shown that you can do it both ways. So Hell yeah. I definitely second guess myself though all the time. Like I'm thinking, well, maybe if I was just like this guy, I would just, you know, like I could, you know, I'd be taken more serious as this guy and, and vice versa. But you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I sort of landed on this sort of conglomeration of, of the, photojournalism, more, you know, just documentary style and the more produced stuff. I, I certainly like, just from, you know, I pursue photography because I'm passionate about it and I, and, and it's fun and I love it. And for me to like give up one or the other, I think is going to be like impossible for me at this point. Cause I really, I enjoy aspects of both. I enjoy sort of like the documentary side, like, okay, this thing's going to happen and I have no involvement in it and it's going to happen one time yeah. and I have to shoot it and document it. And not only, not only document it, but like I have to capture something that no one else is going to capture. Cause like, that's what my goal is, right? Like, cause like there's too many good photographers around with access to great equipment that can take pictures. Like just too many, like you can't just take good pictures anymore. Like you have to, you have to find moments that no one else sees. Like that's, that's my goal on the documentary side. Yeah. And then on the commercial side, it's like, I am a, I'm a control freak. I'm a perfectionist. I love like, like setting something up to a point of detail that would drive most people crazy <laughs> to execute a vision, whether it's, you know, a client's vision or my vision or both, you know, luckily when those things align and, um, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy, I, you know, that's like a perfectionist uh, daydream right there. Yeah. I think it's at the end of the day, it's just like, if the work's good, the work's good, you know, like it doesn't matter what genre it's in. As long as it's, it's strong work, I think people are going to, uh, are going to react to that and be drawn to it. You know what I mean? Because like you said, like, look at, look at a guy like Walter Yost, like that guy spent like most of his career shooting action and then started shooting portraits. And now that's like pretty much all he does. So you can do Yeah. It. Like he was shooting like, I mean, I remember when I found out that he was the one that was like shooting like the, the sports illustrated bikini stuff. I was like, yeah, like, dude, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, man, he's really good at that too. So like, why the hell not? Why can't I do that? You know? Definitely, man. That's what makes it exciting. Um, and you know, I'm always just curious. Like, I think it's like, we're kind of talking about your, you're trying to like market your work and figure out, uh, what to show, who to show it to. Um, like how do you kind of approach marketing your work these days? Is there like anything you've learned over the years, kind of marketing your work? Like I know you use wonderful machine, I think a little bit. Um, but maybe if you could just talk a little bit about that, like your approach, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, if you have any tips, let me know. It's always <laughs> like, gosh, um, you know, like you do it because you have to, uh, but then like you're never really sure like what the return on investment is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, you know, like, I, I, you know, I'm a member of One of Machine. I joined Found, you know, a couple years ago. Um, and then, you know, I use agency access. So it's, you know, I think it's a lot of, you know, and from what I hear talking to other people, it's like, it's rarely like one thing yeah. that you do that is really going to like mm-hmm. take your career to the next level. Like even if you come out with this, like this awesome promo, like, you, you know, you may get one client from that. Like, so like, mm-hmm. um, I try to, it's like do the small things, you know, like, um, I haven't felt, you know, passionate enough about one thing to make a, you know, like a big splash yeah. kind of promo yet. I think, um, you know, maybe like this year could be the year for that. Cause I was kind of done sort of like the, the lower level stuff. But I mean, I think it's, I think it's, you know, in addition of all those things, it's certainly better than doing nothing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the biggest challenges is like, you know, I've, I've created this thing, like, how do I get it out there? Who the hell is going to see it? Um, so yeah, trying to, trying to get your work out in front of as many people as possible is, is gotta be the first step. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's just the name of the game. However you can get it out there get it out there. If you can afford to spend 10 grand on some like crazy promo, go after it. But if you can't just be hitting those emails hard and whatever, and so you just kind of build on it like brick by brick year after year, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I think you have, you have, that's a good point. Like, I think you have to work within your means, right. You know, just because like, there is no, like, there's no proven thing. Like, like, I mean, I think if there was a thing that like, okay, if you spend, yeah. if you spend $10,000 on this one thing, you're going to make, uh, you know, a hundred nah, grand, then, then nope. that's sure everyone would do it. Right. But like, yeah. but like, there's not that magic pill. And I think there's so many things on play with getting work in this industry, as you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of that times it has nothing to do with like the money you spend on marketing. It could be a chance conversation with somebody. It could be another photographer colleague. It's like, yeah. can't do a job. My first year. It's like, it's like, it's so random sometimes. So it's like, yeah. uh, I think it's a lot of different things. I think it's like, you know, being a nice person and, and, and networking and, and it all plays a role. No, no doubt. And like being based in Baltimore, did you ever feel any pressure to move to like New York city or LA or one of these bigger markets? Like a lot of people do, or you've always just been pretty like happy kind of where you're at pretty much. Are you trying to suggest that Baltimore is not a big market? Oh, I, <laughs> no, it's booming, man. It's bo- well, you guys got Under oh, Armour. I spoke every, <laughs> every day. No, like all the time. No, yeah, I mean, all, all the time, actually. Um, I love Baltimore, but yeah, it's, it's a, it is an interesting market. It is not a sexy sport town until, until this year, really, yeah. um, which is totally weird. Yeah, um, yeah so um, definitely more, you know, I think about it, and then, you know, you think like, man, like, I feel like I'm just starting to catch, you know, catch the momentum here. And it's like, do I want to, do I want to start over somewhere else? Obviously, like, you know, like my, my business has grown. Like when I first started working for the Ravens, it was like the only thing I had going on. And then that's, you know, the other stuff has grown and grown and grown to where, you know, that's sort of more of what I have going on as far as like the whole year. So, but, but what I have with the Ravens is, is not only do I just love and treasure that, but yeah. it's also, you know, a big part of what I do like financially. So it's like, do I want to give that up and completely start over and then, you yeah. know, be a small fish in a big pond again? It's like, um, but then I think, well, yeah, but I could probably like shoot outdoors in like California, like way more than I can shoot outdoors in Baltimore. Like yeah. there's like a whole season where I can't just go do test shots outside. Like, so, um, yeah, it's like a give and, yeah, I, it's like I a think, give and take, I guess. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't, yeah. I don't think you need to be in New York. Like, I, I mean, I bring him up all the time, but one of the guys I assisted for, um, when I got out of college, I don't know if his name's Gary Land and he, he shoots, oh, yeah. he's a huge photographer, shoots all the advertising for like Nike and like all the stuff with Wyden Kennedy and just doing the biggest stuff. Yeah. He's awesome. That dude's lived in Massachusetts entire Massachusetts, his entire career. Like he has a studio in a small town in Quincy. Never lived in New York, never lived in L.A., and I think when I look at him, it's like, oh, this kind of shows you, like, you, you might have to play the game a little differently, because I think the thing you get out of living in, like, L.A. or New York is you're going to bump into those people at those, like, photo shows or photo events, so it's yep. just, you, you just got to play the game differently. It's like, like, going back to what you said, if you got good work, if you live in Idaho, if you got good work, some clients will hire you. Yeah, man, the cream rises. I think no matter where you are, like, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, like my wife is definitely, um, like grew up like, uh, I mean, she grew up on the East coast, but she's a surfer girl. So I like, we, we have this like conversation like, Hey, you know, like, uh, why don't we like move to San Diego? And I'm like, 
that would be cool. But like, you know, like, you know, like again, like the thought of starting from scratch is like, it's daunting, but it's like, why not? Like, why not? You know, why not? Yeah. Um, cause I, I think, I think that lifestyle, like, mm-hmm. you know, like I grew up skateboarding, you should go up surfing. It's like, man, it's like, it's not that Baltimore is not the, the best hub for that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then at the end of the day, I'm just like, you know, like, I don't know, it, it feels good. There's no urgency to move. I feel like, you know, like, again, like I've been, you know, catching a little more momentum mm-hmm. um, here every year. Like, you know, Under Armour is a, is a base in Baltimore and I started working with them a little more recently. So that's awesome. Um, we'll see, like, uh, we'll see. I'm, we're, we're open to any and all possibilities for that. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's good to hear. Uh, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. Um, an, another project on your website, you, it's called Baltimore Responds, which is a series of photos about the, the, the death of Freddie Gray. I was kind of curious, was that like, um, was that an assignment? Was that something you were just documenting yourself? Because they're pretty powerful photos. Like you photographed the, his funeral, um, really intimate stuff. Like what were those photos all about? Um, well, thanks. Uh, yeah. So, so that work started as personal work, um, I you know, live in Baltimore City, and even though you know I don't live in West Baltimore, um, yeah, I felt like that was a part of that that story and that tragedy was a part of the city that I live in, and you know, like I had you know at, at I think at the heart, like as a photo, you know, like I have photojournalist roots, and 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 like being able to use my vision to to tell a story, and so. Yeah, I was like, you know what, this is happening a couple miles from my house. Like, I, I want to be a part of this. Like, I want to, you know, I want to document this. So I went out uh, for a couple days of protests. And um, I was like, okay, like, now what? Like, this, like, you know, this this deserves to be more of this. I never intended this to be, like, a gallery, a gallery on my website. That was, like, not the, yeah. you know, the goal of the project. So, like, I, um, at the time, like, I had just... Uh, I purchased like an agency access uh, membership and sent out the photos to, uh, you know, many, you know, kind of East coast uh, photo editors and newspaper editors and stuff that I, that I could find and um, didn't hear anything back for a little while. I was pretty discouraged. Yeah. And then um, like the senior photo editor for the wall street journal contacted me and uh, she was like, you know, Hey, these, these images are, you know, really powerful. She's like, I don't think there's a need to like, you know, to publish these at the moment, but like, we'd love to, you know, have you, uh, shoot for us and, and document sort of the ongoing yeah. steps here. And the next of which was, um, Freddie's funeral. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, that, that was, you know, as much as I had was into documentary work and photojournalism, like I had never been hired by a newspaper before. Yeah. So like my, my first, my first assignment for a newspaper was wall street journal covering a funeral. So, um, yeah, I was like, let's do it. And, um, you know, the, the, I think, you know, the, the assignment was like, uh, the funeral and whatever happens yeah. uh, that day. And of course, whatever happened that day was, um, kind of the start of, of, um, you know, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the city. So, um, so that's how that started. And then that was just, you know, that was, that day was my assignment for the, for the journal. And, um, I continued to cover it after that on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, at the time, like, you know, like I was, you know, I was, I was like shooting weddings and my, you know, my kid had just been born. And so like, I wasn't able to, uh, cover it as much as I wanted to. Um, but, you know, like I felt as much as I could wanted to be out there and have it not just be like this one day thing. Like I, I felt like, you know, as a citizen of Baltimore, like I, I wanted to sort of to, to, you know, put myself into it. Yeah, no, they're really powerful. Like shooting a funeral. Like what do you remember going into that? That, that, that seems like very tense. Like I, I, I know myself, yeah. I, I've never photographed a funeral, but I can't, I, I, what do you remember about that day uh, where people kind of like, I guess, welcoming to you being there, taking photos in such like a tragic uh, situation. Like, what do you remember about like that experience, I guess? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely really daunting, like going into it and, you know, um, I went there and yeah, immediately everyone was really welcoming. And I think, um, the people that, that we, that I had contact with 
wanted wanted this story to be told right they they wanted people to see like the destruction that this had caused and like how it ripped apart people's lives and so like you know i think you know as you know acting as a you know as a photojournalist that day it's you know you you you, i think do feel conflicted like you don't want it like the last thing you want to be is exploitative right because like this is not my story right like i'm you know a middle-class white guy you know you know i live in baltimore city like this is not my story so like i'm do I think there are people there that, that didn't want me there for sure. Yep. Um, I did feel welcome there. You know, I was on assignment. So I, I tried to be, I tried to tell the story in an honest way um, and be compassionate. And I think that's all you can do in a situation like that. Um, but yeah, you know, like, it's like you enter it, you know, as any other unknown, like you, you're you just show respect, like, and, and err on the side of caution. And then once mm-hmm. you, you know, like there's like these unwritten si- human signs where people like are either letting you in or they're shutting you out. Right. So like you have to be, yeah. I think as a you know documentary photographer, you have to be aware of that and, you know, um, try to try to do the best job you can and, and operate within, within what you're being given. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. Really powerful stuff. Um, I guess it's kind of wrap up like you've been doing this for a while. It's uh, sec- uh, this, we're in the first week of January. Um, I guess like anything you're kind of hoping to work on um, going into the new year here, 2020? Um, yeah, yeah, this is always like the, the time of year where it's like, uh, okay, the year's done. I've just like, uh, maxed out like my IRA, put <laughs> money in the kids college fund. Like, will anyone ever hire me ever again? Yeah. Yeah. It's... So, um, yeah, you know, like I think, um, well, obviously like this time of year, obviously like, you know, the Ravens have had a really exciting season. So like, first and foremost, like, you know, we're shooting the playoff run here and, and I know like, uh, I'll either be shooting the Super Bowl with them or I'll be shooting with the NFL. So that, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to be, uh, I found out recently that I'm going to be that the, uh, one of the team photographers for the new XFL team in Washington, DC. Is that the Vince, um, is that the Vince McMahon league? Yeah, dude. that's yeah. awesome. That's fucking awesome, improved. dude. Yeah, that is going to dude. That is going to be awesome. Congrats, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I don't really know what to expect. I know it's not going to, you know, I think everyone like wants it to be like the XFL of old and I know it won't be like that. Yeah. But, um, I think it's going to be exciting. Like the, the, the details have been very, very shortcoming. Um, but I know that they are going to be pushing for like an all access raw. Hell yeah. Um, sort of look into that world. So I'm hoping to, to, to dive into that. So what normally would be a really slow time for me, um, from, you know, like, you know, February on into, you know, the, the spring, I'm going to be, you know, shooting, shooting that traveling with the team from, from February to, to April. So, um, that's going to be exciting. And, um, in addition to that, you know, I'm just hoping to, you know, like that my, my, uh, ad work has been, growing yearly so i'm you know like i feel like you know i had some great projects this year in 2019 i i bid on a couple jobs i didn't get but was like really encouraging um so i'm I'm really hoping to to grow that part of the business i mean um i think uh hopefully have some momentum to catch uh in the new year with that kind of stuff perfect man well uh real exciting stuff sean i can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this it was real pleasure like i said i've been following your work for a little while now so definitely pleasure talking to you and uh, i guess for like people listening if they want to check out more of your work um where's the best place for them to go sure uh and thank you by the way alex um yeah so instagram is where i sort of post more frequently so i'm at sean underscore hubbard and sean s-h-a-w-n underscore h-u-b-b-a-r-d and my website is sean hubbard perfect man well thanks again i'll link it and people go check it out and uh thanks so much Excellent. Thanks, Alex. Take care. Take care. So there you have it. That was the Sean Hubbard interview. Uh, I just want to thank Sean for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to him about everything he's uh, working on and all his experience in with, within photography. Uh, definitely a big fan of his work. Um, so I can't thank him enough. Uh, definitely go check out Sean's website at seanhubbardphoto.com as well as his Instagram at Sean underscore Hubbard. Um, I'll put the links in the description, but definitely go give him a follow and uh, check out all the cool stuff he's working on. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, as well as my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.